Are we live, Will? Yeah, we live. We live. Go ahead, kick it off, man. Stonecutters podcast featuring Aaron Hankins and Will Catlett in the building. In the building. How you feeling today, Will? How and today is a day of good news, good brother. We are gonna talk about it all. I'm gonna let you kick off the questions because I know you got a lot. I know the world has a lot of questions for me right now. Um, but the title of this episode is good news. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess it's 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 leaked been leaked on social media that uh, Love Is has been canceled. So mm-hmm. yeah, man. How, how are you? I guess me and you talked about this a couple of days ago and uh you know everything happens for a reason and mm-hmm. you know right when you you know believe you've achieved something you know like you have to continue to move on and you have to continue to push push forward you know even when you have mm-hmm. sort of minor setbacks along the along the journey so what you what are you feeling right now man how are you feeling well i think you got to figure out how you look at it i never look at if, if the steps of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. Where is the setback at? I didn't have a setback. You know, you can be fired from a show or canceled from a show, but I cannot be fired or canceled from my gift. You know what I'm saying? And when you put love into the world like that, so pure, you know, you got to expect that things will come. But in all that being said, you know, for people who are wondering, because, you know, I got a lot of people texting me, you know, I'm so sorry. This is that. And I'm like, you know, I'm texting them back because, you know, I understand. But I knew about this two days be- two days before the news broke. You know what I'm saying? So I'm good. You know what I'm saying? As long as Mara and Salim and the family is good, then I'm cool. I'm going to be fine. The cast is going to be fine. You know what I mean? Um, it does suck to the point where someone can come out and say something and it shifts the whole course of things. Now, I'm not going to comment, you know, whether the the woman's accusations were real or false. That's neither that's neither here nor there. That's not my concern. Um, I was just on the set of a and soul visiting a buddy of mine that's playing the lead, playing Don Cornelius, uh, uh Walls, and so many people were coming up to me about love is and how it was a culture phenomenon and how it made them believe in love again and it was putting a good vibration into the air and into the community. It is so what we needed. And what people don't understand is that most of middle America don't even care about what you got going on in your personal life. They can identify with these two characters. And to me, it makes more for the story, you know, but this is why we do this podcast, Aaron, is because when things come, a man is defined by how he responds to crisis. Not how he celebrates when he's through the triumph moments. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, and I thank you for calling me to check on me, you know what I'm saying, outside of the podcast, you know, right now I'm away shooting a project that I can't talk about, you know, and I still have to go to work. Um, you know what I mean? I still have to, <laughs> you know, I can't say everything, but I still, I still have to go to work and still perform at a high level. You know what I'm saying? But also, everything. I, w- I want to just stop right. you for a second there, Will. You, mm-hmm. Something that's, that's interesting that you just passed up, you know, sort of without even saying anything about it. You have other projects that you're working on. So a lot of people uh-huh. a lot of people need to understand that, that this isn't like, I, I know that Love Is was a, was a major project for you. You have other projects that are, that are going on at, you know, all the time. So this isn't like, 
this happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens, you know. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, people did lose their jobs, you know. They lost their money, they lost money, you know what I'm saying? But it's all on how you respond to it. And, you know, right now we're living in a time where the Me Too movement, anyone can say anything. And you're automatically guilty before being innocent. And the law says that you're innocent until you're proven guilty. You know, I think the Me Too movement is a great movement. It's a needed movement, but it's a movement that must find balance. We can't continue to have a a movement where there's no healing, where there's no justification. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, any woman that feels scorned or or had something happen to them in their past, they jump right on. Oh, yeah, he should get fired or they should cancel the show or Oprah did the right thing. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's what social media does. And I looked at some of the comments, not to spend too much time on this topic, but um, I looked at some of the comments and you got people just responding and don't have no idea of what's really going on. You know, and it's like, wow, so many people, so many people love negativity to spread that like wildfire instead of saying, hold up, wait a minute. Let's make sure there's young women who, who accused um, uh, uh, the showrunner uh, and the guy who I play. Let's let's see let's see if she's fine and healing. Let's check on him and see if he's fine and healing if needed. But that doesn't happen in the case that we live in now. You know, oh, this is tainting. This messes up the money. Let's cancel the show. And I and I'm saying this that it's not that I agree or disagree. I'm just laying it out for people to have their own opinion. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I said this is good news, and I let you jump in, because it's good news. Hold on. A the second, next, man. the. Mm-hmm. So, Will, we were talking about how this this experience is is how positive it can be, depending on how you frame it and how you how you look at things. So, yeah, because you know it's 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 the good news, and I, I'll tell you, Aaron. I've had a week, my good brother. <laughs> you know, I had to fly home because my wife was having pre-contractions and stayed in the hospital with her. You know, she's all right. She's fine. Okay, so that happens. I end up in the hospital what? by working out at, by working at, out at a hotel and caught jock itch. What? And jock itch is the worst thing that anyone can have down there and they're growing it is terrible it hurts and once again aaron i still gotta go to work and you know that thing tore me up man it had me depressed brother it had me think rethinking my life i couldn't sleep i'm like what's going on you know this did my wife give me something do i got this do i got that have i caught something i'm rethinking who i might have slept with in my dreams <laughs> you know what i'm saying anything yo. so it's going crazy so that happens right mm-hmm. okay you know, I go to the doctor, I get the cream. Yeah, I'm going to be all right. You know, I, anybody who gets jock itch out there, please call me. I got everything that you need to get rid of it, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you. I got it. I got what you need. Um, so I'm in the healing process with that. My sister goes in the hospital, has a miscarriage. Wow. Passes Sorry to out, hear that. They, they rush. Thank you. Thank you. Passes out and they rush everybody in because they think that she's going to die. You know what I'm saying? But she's at home resting and recovering. She's doing good. Um, God is good. You know what I'm saying? He, she will have children, you know, and, you know, God knows what knows what best, right? And then at the same time, 
that she's in the hospital, they call me and let me know that my show is canceled. This is all in the span of two weeks. Hmm. But the reason why I say that it's good news because I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm good. And people need to hear this and they need to know that and need to and they, and to find motivation. And, you know, this adds, this is that, that, that stone getting chipped at. You know what I mean? It's how you going to respond. Remember when I went through that relationship, Aaron, and then I'm going to let you talk? Mm-hmm. And when you told me, you was like, man, and I was going through it and I was real down. You said, man, what did you say to me? I'll let you say it. It's about the, the sword. It's the sword analogy. I think we we talked about it on the podcast previously. For anybody that's new, that's, that's just listening, Stonecutters Podcast. Uh, if you have questions for me and Will, uh, you can send them to stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Will, what we were talking about was how the analogy of a sword and the, the, the manufacturing methods and the way to make a sword is that it needs to go into the fire. And once it comes out of the fire, it has to be pounded repeatedly into a shape. And then it needs to be quenched. And when it's quenched, it's, it's dipped into, into cool water to tighten the, the steel up. And then it goes back through that process again. So if you want to be a sharp sword, you're going to mm-hmm. have to continue to go back into the fire and you're going to have to continue to be pounded and, and mashed. And what happens with a sword is that when you heat the metal up, all the impurities and all the things that are weak, that are within the metal structure, they all come to the surface. So that when you're actually, when you're pounding a sword into a shape and you're creating the, the blade, so to speak, and you're pounding it, uh, you, everybody go and watch a video on YouTube of this. I'll, I'll post a link to this. Um, you just just look at it and you're going to see flex sparking off of the piece of metal and all that is impurities that are coming out of the metal. So you've got this hot piece of metal, you've released some of these impurities from the metal and then you dip it back into the water to cool it off, to quench it, to, to seal it back in. All this stuff, you can find this on Wikipedia on how swords are made. So this process is repeated over and over and over again. And a strong sword isn't forged that first time that it goes into the fire, it's it's like the 50th, the 60th time. So every time we come across an obstacle or we come across something that warms us up, it, it becomes emotional, right? That's, that's where you're getting thrown into the fire. When you're getting beat up, people are sending you negative comments or they're telling you something that you don't want to hear. That's the pounding of the sword. And then the mm-hmm. quenching. The quenching is, is I mean, in the... In the it, in the way that we're looking at things, the quenching is probably when you reach your goal and you and you get mm-hmm. to chill for a little bit and you get to cool off, right? But then immediately you have to go back into the fire and you have to continue to get better and to, and to improve and it, it doesn't end because you don't want a weak, a weak sword, right? You don't want to go into battle with a sword that's only been tempered once or twice. You want something that you know that's, that's, that's strong, strong. So... That was the analogy that I gave you back then, and that's the the one that I I tend to look to anytime something comes up that that can throw people off. It's always just to remember that the obstacle is the way. This is a book. <laughs> Ryan Holiday wrote an excellent book. It's called The Obstacle Is the Way. So anytime an obstacle mm-hmm. presents itself to you, you have to work through it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I th- I think that you've already talked about some things that you've work through and how you've worked through them. So this is just another another one of those instances. 
So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff, brother. I was just thinking about my what my sword looks like. It's gold and it's strong. <laughs> 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 you know, because you don't want to be in battle and uh, you hit, you come up against another sword and you hit it and that your sword breaks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You want your sword to be to be strong. You know what I mean? But how you feeling, brother? What's going on? What's new? Where you at? Uh, where am I at? I think somebody, I, I asked a question the other day on Instagram and somebody asked me what my greatest achievement was for 2018. And I thought a lot about things that happened in my personal life and things that happened in my professional life. And I really wanted to talk a little bit about how important what we're doing is. And people, mm. people hit me up. And a lot of them are our friends, mutual people that know both me and you, know us through Instagram, know us from however the the podcast sort of came to them. They were they're everybody's saying that they're referring it to people. The reviews are great, but what I really the the the, 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 the real joy with me is when somebody says that they've taken action and they've done something because they listen to us. You know, a lot of wow. people from from an episode, one of our previous episodes on knowing your worth, you know, like a lot of people are like, yes, I needed to know that. And Will, you'll find this funny. There's actually a barber in Portland who listened to the podcast and he was like, I completely agree with, with what Aaron is talking about. You even being a barber and how bad I talk about barbers. He's a cool barber and I respect him very much, you know. So he was just talking about how you, you need to value people's time. You need to value your own time. So, but the, the whole point there was is that like I really enjoy what we're doing and i love being able to get you on the phone and t- and chopping it up and it's it's personal growth for both of us because we're not only holding ourselves accountable but now we've got let's just say there's a thousand people that listen to our podcast we've got a thousand people that are also going to be able to hold us accountable and they're saying well, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are you guys going to do next what about this hey i want to be on the podcast you know that you know how many people mm-hmm. reach out to me and they're like hey i want to get interviewed on the, on the podcast and everything i'm like fall back like this is we're 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 doing something first but we want to include other people and i think i just want to continue to reiterate that that we do want to grow this and we want to be able to highlight creative folks we want to be able to highlight people that are on that journey but we still have a ways to go with how we're sort of putting this together and how we develop the podcast so that's what i've been thinking about man just thinking about like the future um it's interesting Mm -hmm. i've been thinking a lot more about the five to 10 year future and maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe even the 15 and 20 year future. Like what I'm really aging myself and I'm trying to be like, where do I want to be when I'm 70? Where do I want to be when I'm 65? And it's not, it's not an anxiousness thing, but it's really about planning. And I think this is something that's been circulating on social media, you know, like a dream written down as a plan and then a plan broken down is steps and then out of those steps, mm-hmm. you, you you know what I'm talking about. So right, mm-hmm. but the, but the whole thing was is that like if I can sort of plan where I want to be in the future, and then I can start to take the steps now to sort of create that for myself. And I feel like that that's maybe something that I did when I was a little bit younger to get me to where I am right now. And I need to continue mm-hmm. to think that way to to continue to move forward. So that's that's where my head is at right now. And um, besides that, um. Yeah, man, just enjoying life. My, my daughter's talking a lot more now, which which has me thinking a lot about learning and how kids learn and the, the things that we put in front of our kids and how I was raised and how my wife was raised and how we want to raise our daughter 
and mm-hmm. I, I, I like to, I, I don't like to, I, I think about what it was like for me at her age and being raised, mm-hmm. ra- being raised by a single parent. I think about like, what would I have needed back then? But then if you do, mm-hmm. if you do that, then, then you just, you're like, you're devaluing where you're at right now. And you're thinking, right, you're like, true. oh, well, if I had this little bit of secret sauce back then, I would have been something much more than I am now. So, but it's really about going back there and accepting it and being like, wow, man, my mom was able to do this and this and provide and be able that it, that I could do this and this. So it's like now I have such a greater opportunity because there's two parents and we can give twice the love and twice the affection and, you know, twice the encouragement and twice the influences, you know. I think about the kind of music that I play around my daughter and I'm like, man, if I could have played MF Doom when I was a kid or if, you know, if I would have heard Dilla or Sade or Anita Baker, which I heard some of those things, but being able to introduce your daughter to that kind of music and have her dancing and wiggling to it, it's awesome. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. That's good stuff, brother. That's the good news. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a way you... uh you're raising your child up, man. You're giving her so many things that um, you didn't you didn't have. So it's, it's going to be a good thing, man. It's also good too because you're turning her on to building character because character is so important. You know when crisis happens and when life happens. You know what I mean. So you're giving her all the necessary tools, just like we're giving all the people the necessary tools that they can keep moving forward. Remember, at every podcast we've been talking about, just doing it. Keep moving forward. No matter what happens, you just got to keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I, when I first called you uh, before we started the podcast and you answered the phone, you're like, hey, man, this is a train. <laughs> you're going to keep moving, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a train, brother. And the train is choo-choo, but you got to keep it moving. I'm just excited, man. I'm a movie star, Eric. I got so much in me to to share with the world, man. So much art I want to do. I just went and checked out um, this place called, uh, by Pinewood Studios here in Atlanta called Pine Forest. In 10 years, this is going to be the new hot spot. You know, that's the place that people should be invested in right now. And this is where I was going to live um, when, before I got the news that day, I was looking at houses and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it's cool because I'm already spying on the land, what I want to do. You know what I mean? And people are so encouraged by what we're doing and when people meet me personally, man. So it's just a matter of time and a matter of a moment that we will be exactly where we thought ourselves to be. And you talked about seeing into the future. You know, it's great because that 10-year plan of how you're going to be when you're 70 years old, you're already thinking there. So, therefore, that thought is moving faster than the speed of light because you're thinking there. So, now that you can go ahead and start structuring your life to achieve that, to, to achieve what it, to, to achieve the thing that you want. That's what I'm trying to say. To achieve the thing that you're trying to grasp. You know? Absolutely. So, that's a good thing. Yeah, man. How are you feeling about the impending fatherhood? Like, wh- wh- what's what's going through your head as your as your wife is getting closer to birthing your your son or daughter? You will find out <laughs> on the day. Right, man. I feel good, man. You know, I, I, I've always been a father. 
you know, I have so many kids that I've mentored. I haven't had my own. I'm looking to see this euphoria that men talk about when they see their wives giving birth to their child and looking at something that looks like you and your wife put together. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know, that's going to be crazy, you know, but um, I'm excited of the unknown. You know, I always tell when I talk to my wife on the phone, I say, he said, hey, hey, I said, baby, let me see the baby. Let me see the baby. (laughs) She shows me the, uh, the belly. And I say, I love you. I love you. I love you. Because I want my child to know, no matter what happens in life, daddy loves you. God forbid that me and your mother get a divorce. Daddy loves you. If your boyfriend breaks your heart or your girlfriend breaks your heart, guess what? Daddy loves you. I want my child to know that even before they get here. So they can be inspired from the womb, you know. So I'm I'm really excited, man. I'm gonna make an amazing dad, and you know I can't wait to, uh, like you with your daughter, all the things that wasn't exposed to you, you weren't exposed into, mm-hmm. you know, and also knowing that they have their own lives, you know what I mean, and they're gonna grow, and then they're gonna leave and go to college and get married and not come back to see your ass, you know how that go, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but. I'm going to cherish the time. And that's what one thing taught me just with everything that's going on. Tomorrow is not promised. And it's not to fear the tomorrow, but it's to make the most of every moment, every single day. Absolutely. Tomorrow has enough worry of its own. So every time you're doing some, every time you go into Nike, every time I go get a script or make a movie, we have to do it with a spirit of excellence knowing that this may be it. It is a grateful gift to be able to do what we do, to do what we do. So when we go in there with that attitude, and that attitude reflects altitude, we know that we can give it our all in that single moment because we might not get it again. And it's not a fearful thing to think about that, but it makes you intentional, like throwing a dart at a bullseye. You're trying to hit that red point every single time. And yet it allows you to put all yourself into it and also allows you to be present. Mm. Just do it. Just Intention- do it intentionally. Just you know, intentionally. I th- I th- I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Anybody who follows me on Instagram, anytime that I post something that's Nike related, that's me trying to be in the moment present and just continuing to rem- remind myself of what a privileged and awesome and supportive place that I'm in in my career and that I have the freedom and the flexibility and the creative freedom to share as much as I can share and inspire other people I mean Will knows this that even on the journey to Nike I said I want to work at Nike and he he would tell me he would ask me why and I would you know talk a lot about inspiring others so I want to inspire others by showing them the present, the things that are right around them all the time that are just really cool, something that's like an old Nike shoe and somebody sends me a message and they say, yo, like my uncle had that shoe or reminding yourself of a really interesting and cool spot in life. It's just, yeah, man, you talk about that. I I try to live that as much as I can because I know that it's it's not always promised. I mean, something that I don't talk about a whole lot uh, one of my buddies passed away, you know, mm, got his got 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 his dream job at at Apple. This was a couple years ago. Passed out on his front lawn. You know, that's that's the 
after I after I heard that story and went to his funeral and found out how instant it, it happened and his life was taken away from him, from that moment forward, I really put an earnest effort on making the most of my time and being very intentional with how I spend my time and how I do certain things. So mm-hmm. let me apolo- let me apologize to you because I learned something, and you said you know you lost one of your friends, and I said on autopilot, I'm sorry to hear that. That's not what I should have said, because I'm not sorry to hear what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. If you're ever in need while you're going through something, I'm here for you to hear you through the grievance and pain. Because when most people say, I'm sorry to hear that, when we don't really think about what we're saying, you know, it's saying, I'm sorry to hear what you just said to me. No, I'm not sorry to hear what you just said to me. I've heard you and I'm here for you if you need me. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, I guess I want to bring up another topic. Um, I started to see a therapist. Wow. Yeah. Talk to me about this. <laughs> I, I think, Hold on. Is this, is, is this a separate part? Is separate? Are we going, this is, have we reached our limit or are we going to keep going? Or you want to keep going with this? We talked about a lot. We can we can talk you know we can talk about it for a little bit and then we can do the cliffhanger. So I know that remember that time okay. that time that we talked about we got we got probably another four minutes to talk. So I'll just I'll just okay I'll jump into it briefly because I mean it's it's an it's an ongoing journey and it's an ongoing process. But I also feel like we should try to remove some of the stigma around it. And I can just talk okay, about, I can I can talk about it. I think I'm I'm open and honest enough to talk about going to therapy because I mean anywho. Um, I guess probably about six months ago, I started to just have this, I was having anger and frustration and I was, I was not really feeling well mentally. And Mm -hmm. even though I was in a really awesome spot, I had an awesome job, a wife that I love, a daughter that I love, friends that I love, all these different things. I was still having this anger and this frustration. So I reached out, found a therapist um, went to a few sessions, we talked and it was a really good exercise for me because I was able to talk to somebody that was a therapist and that really looked at things, you know, open and asked questions Mm -hmm. and was just there to listen. And Mm -hmm. it's always good to be able to talk to your friends. And I think some of us, we don't want to tell our friends everything. You don't want to tell your spouse Mm -hmm. everything. A therapist is really the person that you go to, to be able to just Tell them everything that's on your mind. Uh, I think that I've read somewhere that they say that therapy is yoga for the brain. So mm-hmm. have you done yoga before, Will? Yes, I have. Okay. I'm not a fan of doing yoga. Just on the simple <laughs> fact of where yoga comes from. Okay. But I do enjoy I do enjoy the sweating and the stretching of yoga. <laughs> okay, well then let's, then let's just say that when you go to therapy, therapy is stretching for your mind. So uh-huh. it's basically gives you an opportunity for somebody to just sort of test your limits and bend right. what you can perceive to be unrealistic expectations or unrealistic assumptions or trying to respond versus react. And mm-hmm. it's been really good for me. We talked about a few things that we've already talked about on the podcast, relationship with my mom, relationship with my dad, relationship with my wife all these different things and it gives a therapist an opportunity to use all the knowledge that they have about the way that we think as, as humans, the way that our, our 
the way that our mind thinks about things because of different traumatic situations that we've been in or different things that have happened to us. And, you know, that's what they go to school for many, many years to learn is to how to interpret feelings and emotions and help people overcome sort of mental obstacles or mental blocks. So I think one of the first things is for me to even talk about it and to tell people that, hey, it's not a bad thing. And Mm -hmm. I know that we did an Instagram live before and somebody asked a question about mental health. And I want to say that if you meditate, if you pray, if you do walking meditation, if you go see a therapist, those are all different forms of ways that we all use to think and respond and act, you know, more calmly or or more collected. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's just, it's another tool in my toolbox, so to speak, in terms of Mm -hmm. mental health. You know, there is meditation, there is walking, there's all these different things that you can do, but therapy is just something that really helps me think about things differently and it's been extremely helpful i can just say that i think that's, that's probably one of the re- reasons why i'm even talking about it is because it's so helpful and if you have health insurance anybody who's listening to the podcast if you have health insurance getting a therapist through your health insurance is extremely inexpensive and getting a therapist without having health insurance they have sliding scales so they will bring you in at whatever amount you make. You know, mental health therapists, therapists, all these different professions are here to help you. And there's a lot of things that aren't physical ailments. A lot of them are mental ailments. And we, we hold ourselves back because we have some mental issues. Therapists are there to help you work through some of those issues. So, mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're an actor and an artist and you're under the SAG guild, um, they also have therapy uh, as well. You know, um, I think it's a good thing. Um, it's something I may try in the future as well, because, you know, God has given us doctors, lawyers, you know, and therapists. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great thing to go get the help that you need to get out of the get out of your mind. You know, so the mind can devil can definitely be the devil's workplace. You know what I'm saying? If you allow it, we all been there. So I'm glad, brother, that you are going to uh, seek understanding and and counseling and meditation so that you can get to the next level. A lot of times we go through things, Aaron, so that we can have something to share to help others, Hmm. you know, and, and, you know, say that that again. I'm doing, this is what Oprah does. Oprah's like, wait a minute. Right, right. Say it again, again, brother. Right, right. (laughs) Sometimes we go through things so that we're able to, share so that we can help others you know and it's okay and someone listening to this is probably on the fence of whether they should do therapy or not because you know it's a big stigma of therapy in the african-american community you know what i'm saying especially but if you need help get help you know and don't look at it negative look at it as there will be good news coming out of this at the end of the day you're seeking counseling you're seeking a place that you can find help you know yeah i I mean to add on to that my insurance uh we have an employee assistance program my first i want to say my first six sessions were actually free so i got to see i got to see a therapist the first six times and it was free 
So make sure if you if if you're listening, check with your job, see if they have an employee assistance program. And I will tell you that they try to make it a little difficult for you to find the provider list and to finally figure out which person you're going to go see and then you know then you get into the preference of do you want to talk to a man do you want to talk to a woman do you want to talk to a person of color so a, a lot of those things i would just continue to tell you that if you have a list of providers in front of you call somebody because will i talked about i said that i was having issues six months ago but it actually took me three months to finally get in and see a therapist because i had the list of people to call on my desk and then I called some people and I tried to set up some interviews to find out this person or that person and then I didn't do anything for a while and then I went traveling and then you know all these different things happen so it's like continue to push through if, if you've if you've taken the first step continue if you need to whatever the first step is go out there and get yourself some assistance so with that will um, just want to reiterate if you have questions for the podcast the uh, stonecutters podcast at gmail.com you can send your questions to stonecutters podcast at gmail.com with that will do you want to do you want to end give us a little drop a little knowledge before we end the podcast man you know it's been a great session um the only thing that is on my heart is to make sure you check in with yourself this week you know spend time to check in see how you're really feeling um, checking with someone else, you know what I mean? And I'm also going to do the same because sometimes when things hit us, it may not hit you right away. It may take a week or two to go by and then it hits you. So I'll be checking in with myself and I'll be checking in with you, Aaron, seeing how the therapy is going and how you feeling, man. And let's keep building. This is the Stonecutter Podcast. I'm Will Catlett. I'm Aaron Hankins. Peace.